You're listening to the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray the message will encourage, inspire, and challenge you to experience the real Jesus. Thanks for listening. Now, let's tune in. Well, good morning, church. Happy New Year, everybody. Man, I am excited to see you today. Today, I'm starting a sermon series called, Are You Ready? Two people, good, good. I ask the question again, are you ready? You don't have a clue what I'm asking about, but you're ready. I love it. I love it. It's like, are you ready? Like, yes, yes. You know you're around Christians when they just, let's do it. Ah, start foaming at the mouth, right? Yeah, today we're going to talk about, are you ready? And we're going to launch this series, and it's based on the concept, are you ready for what God wants to do through you in 2023? You know, we've got to prepare the vessel in order for God to use it, right? We have to be willing. We have to show ourselves uh, uh, knowledgeable. We've got to be ready to give a response. We've, there's several things the Bible requires of us, but the main thing is, is that we're willing, right? So I ask you again, are you ready? Are you ready? Before I get into the sermon, I want to kind of reiterate some of what Wendy said. And uh, might I just say my wife's looking really good these days. <laughs> I outkick my coverage. Let's just go there. Um, uh, Wendy's talking about Discover Hope. Let me kind of go into a little bit more depth of what Discover Hope is. Discover Hope is a a four-week class that introduces to you what we believe, why we believe it, but then it also empowers you to get involved. It's like we get to know you, you get to know us, and we make sure you're not crazy or weird, and then we turn you loose to love people. Because how many knows we can't be weird? Church has been weird before, right? We're not going to be weird here, right? Right? Well, but what, I mean, can we not be real for a second? How many of y'all have ever seen some weird stuff in church? Bro, listen, I was raised charismatic, full gospel. I saw some stuff. I was like, uh-uh, I don't even know if I believe in this. Is wild, right? But here's the, th- here's the truth. God is not weird. So those of us who represent him can't be weird. We've just got to show people and re- reflect his loving and his countenance and his benevolence. <laughs> And if we do that the right way, it attracts people to who God is. It does not reject people from who he is. Amen. And so the class is you getting to know that we're not weird. We're getting to know you're not weird. And then it opens up doors for you to serve, to lead a small group. Can I tell you, it's important to us who leads here at Hope City. The reason why is because God has entrusted us with a lot of new believers. And there's going to be more coming this year. And so when we have new believers come, we have to make sure that we are representing Christ, him and his fullness and not adding any weird human stuff to it, right? And so we wanna get to know you better and you get to know us better. So if you haven't gone through uh, Discover Hope, man, I implore you to go through it. I promise you this, you're gonna leave those classes uh, encouraged. You're gonna leave those classes with opportunities to serve and you're gonna leave those with more understanding of what your spiritual gifts are. And so consider going through that. It starts next week and second service, so if you come to church, come to first service, then second service, you'll be down in the media center, library, it's a new woke word, I guess, for library, media center, Um, uh, but you'll be down there second service, so come hang out with us next weekend, come to first service, then second service, you can go and discover hope, I know it's going to be a blast. How many of you guys have made your New Year's resolutions? Meh. A goat in the crowd. It's like a goat. Meh. That was weird. Somebody's that upset. The goat scream. 
How upset do you have to be in 2023 to goat yell at it? That's horrible, isn't it? Well, I actually stand before you today. Uh, in the first day of 2022, I made a New Year's resolution to lose 10 pounds, and I stand before you today only 25 pounds away from that goal. The devil is a liar, amen. God is on the throne. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, I was talking to Wendy last night about New Year's resolutions. I told her, I said, you know, I said, I was going to make a goal to not eat fried food anymore, but then it dawned on me. God doesn't honor quitters. I'm going to persevere, right? I'm going to just hang in there, right, coach? We got to stay in the gap, right? Right? These are horrible jokes. I'm going to keep going. Um, in all seriousness, though, um, I did give myself a New Year's resolution to end procrastination. Does anybody struggle with procrastination? Uh, I'm going to stop procrastinating this year, but I'm going to wait till next week to start that. So we'll, we'll just see how the year goes. Uh, I say all this in jest, but uh, I was looking up this week uh, the most common New Year's resolutions, and I'm going to give them to you, the top 10. Number one is to improve physical fitness. I think we've all been there, right? Yeah, okay. Number two, <laughs> improve mental fitness. That's where I'm at this year. I need mental fitness. Uh, number three, to improve our diet. I'm off that boat completely. Uh, number four, to increase our earnings. May want to have a little more, right? Uh, number five, to improve our work-life balance. Number six, get a new hobby. Number seven, spend more time doing what I enjoy. Number eight, learn a new skill. Number nine, drink less. Number 10 is smoke less. Here's what's interesting about all of the top 10. They are all self-focused and self-indulged. All those 10, they're about self. Today, I'm going to fly in the face of what culture's telling you right now. And here's what I need you to understand. If your joy is based on you and yourself, you will never have joy. God did not create us to be vessels of joy unto ourselves. He created us to serve others, and from that serving is where we get our joy, right? And so we're going to fly in the face, because I promise you, if you put on the tube this afternoon for the young kids, that's TV. If you put on the television for the, if you cut the tube on this afternoon, you're going to see any myriad of things, whether it be a pill you can take to look more trim. If it's a, a Gatorade you can drink to perform better on the basketball court. It's a, 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 a new pill to help you with your anxiety. It's, a, it's, it's always something, but it's about you. It's about you. And here's the truth. Helping others just doesn't market well in America today. Helping yourself is huge. It's a multi-billion dollar industry, the self-help industry. But can I tell you something? It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap to get you so focused on yourself that you never enjoy the true joy of your walk with Christ, which is to pattern yourself after Christ, which is to serve others. Imagine just for a moment, had Jesus been watching our television when God said, hey, we need a savior on earth. He'd be watching. No, I think I'm gonna do me, God. 
I'm going to focus on this 12-step program I'm going to go to and let the people worry about themselves. I'm trying to better myself. Can you imagine if that thinking had entered heaven? You and I would have had no hope today. But this invasive mindscape has made its way into the body of Christ. Most of your churches are places you go to get a little encouragement and a little self-help and you get a little dose of happy and then you go and you blow it during the week and you come back and get another touch next Sunday. But they never equip you to be strong enough on your own to go serve other people. You see, that's exactly where the devil wants the church. So worried about ourselves that we don't make others the priority. I got quiet in here. Scott, you're the only person I heard. I got quiet in here. You know why I got quiet? Because it's true. And we've all been guilty of it. I'm not up here preaching from a high horse. Dude, I've done it myself. How many times have I sat in the mirror and thought, man, I just, before I go do X, Y, and Z, I need to make sure I sure up myself in this way, that way, or another. Right? But it's a trick of the enemy. So today we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions and some resolutions that really do work. Uh, these statistics of the top 10 New Year's resolutions that I gave you, uh, less than 10% of them will sustain past St. Patrick's Day. Less than 10%. Less than half will make it out of this week. Think about that. Why is that? Why is it that this whole self-help thing, we find ourselves in a rut that it so often doesn't work? Now, I wanna, before I get all the emails, you can save your emails and everything, I'm all for being healthy, I'm all for taking care of ourselves. I'm all for, I know you wouldn't believe me, but I'm all for eating better. I'm all for doing those things. But not at the cost of our calling to love others. Too many people make themselves the focus of their life. And by doing so, they fall short on the calling. It's not about us. It's about being equipped to go and equip others, for them to go and equip others. And it is a trickle-down effect of God's goodness. But if we never learn to truly receive it ourselves, waiting on perfection, you'll never go anywhere. You're never going to be, let me just, let me give you some good news today. You're never going to be perfect here on earth. That is a process called sanctification that will continue until we find ourselves through the pearly gates. We're always going to be continually being sanctified. Salvation is instant. You ask Christ in your heart, you're never going to be more saved than you are at that moment. But so many people wait on this perfecting of who they are before they begin to operate in their gifts. And so they wait their whole life because if you're waiting on perfection, it will not come. But they wait on this perfecting of who they are before they get in the service of others. And so they wonder why they don't have joy. The only way to get joy is to serve other people. You will not get joy serving yourself. Case in point, buy yourself a present, you get happy, it's great, but what makes you more happy, getting or giving? Giving, why? Because that's the way God's wired us. Even Jesus said it's better to give than to receive. He wasn't teaching you to go give. He was saying, no, 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 trust me, it's much better to give than receive. Why? Why? because I created you that way. He was saying, you've been wired 
to pour out. Let me put it to you a different way. In the scripture, it says that he who refreshes others will he himself be refreshed. So if you find yourself empty in any area of your life, look for people to start pouring into and you'll find yourself being refreshed. This is the system God created. It doesn't make sense for God to pour into vessels that never pour out. It stops the flow of who he is and what he has. So if you want to constantly stay full, you've got to constantly pour out, right? It's this law of refreshing. It's what the scripture talks about. And so today, we're gonna dig into this just for a few more minutes. Uh, Luke chapter nine, verse 23 says this. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Jesus is saying this, I have laid out a pattern that if you'll follow, there's benefits. I used to read this verse differently. I used to read this, if anyone would come after me, uh, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. Now I read it, if anyone would come after me. Let me explain. I thought the first part was, if anyone follows me. No, what he was saying is if anyone shows up on timeline after I have been here. In other words, I have laid a blueprint now. There's a different expectation for you as a believer now. So if you come after me, there's responsibility for you to deny yourself, to take up your cross and to follow him. Do you see the pattern that we're, we're starting to see through scripture about refreshing others and denying ourselves. See, the world does not want you to deny yourself. They want you to stay so focused on yourself that you never become any good to the kingdom of heaven. And I just don't want that for this church. I don't want that for you because I want you to live a life full of joy. I want you to live a life. Let me tell you, how many of you guys were with us during our Thanksgiving outreach last year? Thanksgiving outreach. Did you feel the joy that day of passing out those bags? that joy of just serving people and not wanting anything in return, just to say we love you and we care about you and God loves you. That brings joy, can I tell you? And we're gonna have a ton of opportunities this year to do that. But the reason why we create those opportunities is because that's where we get filled. By walking, being the hands and feet of Christ. And too often this poison has, I don't know how real I can be with y'all today. Uh... A lot of churches have become houses of self-help. Uh, a lot of churches have become these dens of, of gurus that will give you certain verses about you being a better you. And then they leave off the table the true purpose of your life. You see, the true purpose of your life is not that you can just sit and hear good preaching and just engorge yourself spiritually. The true purpose of your life is you've been created with a purpose, a designation, a gift that God can use to increase his kingdom. You see, there are people that only you can reach. I can't reach them because you're designed to reach them, right? And here's what's wild. If you are so focused on yourself that you don't reach them, 
God didn't make another you. So if you don't reach them, who will? You see, this whole self-help thing, at first, when you're first looking at it, you think, ah, there's nothing wrong with that. Ah, we're just going to you know, do a few more sit-ups and push-ups. And again, nothing wrong working out. But when it comes to taking care of self before spiritual, that's a big problem for you. Because what you have done is you have exchanged a life of joy and spiritual effectiveness for this routine that you will never find an end to. Have you ever met a vain person? Are they ever satisfied? No. Have you ever met a narcissist? Is there an end to their desire? It's never satisfied. Can I tell you, God has created something in us to go serve others that we can have the satisfaction of knowing him by loving others. And that truly is a satisfaction that we can experience. And so um, I I, want to be very clear, because I know people are saying, you telling me not to do this diet my wife told me to do? Listen, do what you want to do to be healthy. I encourage everybody to be healthy. But what I can tell you is, is don't think that your joy is going to come by self-help. It's not. Your joy only comes from operating and functioning through the design that God originally gave us, and that is serving other people. Um, This is why it's so important that we build ourselves up spiritually, not just physically. That purpose that God has in your life to reach that person that nobody else can reach. You will never have any spiritual conflict just trying to build yourself up. You won't. You won't. Because you're no threat to the devil at that point. You can be out here doing whatever you want to do, building yourself up, building business, doing all these things, and you're going to be fine. On the earth earth score sheet, you're going to be great. But the enemy will not attack you while you're there because you're of no effect to him at that point. It's when you begin to focus on the spiritual thing that you get on his radar. Let, 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 me, let me go deeper into this. I, I, I want to give you all understanding. The devil has a very, very ugly weapon. And, and I, I'm going to go into this because, like I said, I want you to truly grasp this. His most ugly weapon is his whisper. His most ugly weapon is his whisper because it was designed to mimic God. Let me explain. First uh, Kings chapter 19. Elijah is running for his life from this crazy heifer named Jezebel. And she sends message to Elijah that by the end of the day, you're going to be dead. I'm coming for you. And he takes off running, runs for his life. And in 1 Kings chapter 19, we find him um, somewhere in the middle of the chapter, hiding in a cave, scared for his life. And he's talking to God and he says, God, I need to hear from you. I don't know which way to move forward. But Elijah was so focused on self-preservation that he took his gift of prophecy and all the hearing from God and everything, he ran to a cave to protect himself. He got about self-help, right? 
So he's hiding in this cave. This is interesting. Watch this. And he says, God, I need to hear from you. And God says, well, come out of the cave. If I come out of the cave, Jezebel will kill me. He goes, no, come on out of the cave. Elijah comes out of the cave, and guess what happens? The wind began to blow so hard that the scripture says it broke the rocks and the mountains around him. I've seen some wind, but I've never seen anything like that. And the Bible says that God was not in the wind. The next thing that happened is an earthquake hit. And it shook so violently that the rocks gave way. And it almost put Elijah down. And the Bible says God wasn't in the earthquake. And then things really get weird. It begins to rain fire. And Elijah recognizes that God is not in the fire. And then something interesting happens. This changed the entire action of the devil. From this point on, everything he's done has been different. You can go check the word. Bible says that Elijah heard a still, small voice. Whisper. And it says, and God was in the whisper. Ever since that day, the greatest weapon of the enemy has been his whisper. Because we learn from his word that it's not in the ground shaking. You see, if you shake the ground of a believer, we just stomp our feet harder. You call fire down, we call fire down. When you whisper, voice. We stop everything we're doing. Whose voice am I hearing? Whose voice am I listening to? These whispers. This is why we've got to get past ourselves. We've got to get past just serving us. We've got to get faithful to the word. We've got to get faithful to serving other people. We'll hear these whispers that'll tell us, you don't need to serve you haven't fixed yourself yet. What? Oh, Josh, you, you ain't got no business preaching that. You hadn't mastered that yourself. And it's this constant whispering that the enemy brings against us to prevent us from stepping into the calling that God has in our life. And so we sit in church and we wait for this self-help. And instead of moving forward in our faith, we just try to correct these things that don't even exist because they're lies of the wicked one. Well, God, I'm, maybe I'm not worthy to be loved of the scripture the way it talks about your love. Am I really saved? Have I, have I really received grace? We can make it about what we talked about today. I'm not, I'm not going to discover hope. Ain't nobody got time for that. Right, we, we, we go through these little whispers and it's the ugliest trick of the devil because it forces us to make a decision. Is this God? Is this me? Is this the devil? And in, at a minimum, we have to stop the process. So today, here's what I'll tell you. There's two things you need to know to know which one's which. Number one, 
God will never come against his own word. If the whisper that you hear does not line up with the scripture, it is not from God. That's why it's important that we get past this whole self-help thing and we learn to start going to the word for ourselves. Can I tell you, if the only scripture you get is what I give you, you are spiritually anemic. Go to this book and study it. It will feed you. It will interpret the whispers for you. The second thing is this. The devil can never be God. So what he does is he tries to lower the children of God to his level before he gives us what we should do. So a whisper from the devil sounds different than a whisper from God. A whisper from the devil will bring you down before it sends you out. God will lift you up before he asks anything from you. Let me explain. Whisper from the wicked one starts with something like this. You're not worthy. So you shouldn't do X, Y, or Z. You're in no place to breathe. Why should you share the goodness of God with anybody? You aren't really gifted spiritually. Why should you serve the church? God, on the other hand, says, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Go and make a difference. God says, I knit you together while you were in your mother's womb. You have every gift you need to be successful. Now go forward. Do you see the comparison between the wicked one and your father? But these whispers were designed to catch us before we branch out to serve other people, to stop us dead in our tracks. So we never wean ourselves off of this self-help trash. Can I, Lord, help me. Help me give them understanding. My faith was fear-based for so long that I was never effective. I was so worried that I wasn't saved that I never loved other people. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there so afraid that maybe you didn't have salvation or maybe that you had made some mistake that disqualified you from God's love or maybe that you were not qualified for his love to begin with? You see, that's why so many people are locked in this rut of self-help because they've never stepped out with their faith. You see, you begin to function. You begin to step out with that faith. You'll understand real quick that you're more than loved by your father because he will flow more through you than he ever did to you. You have to begin to function outside of the fear. You see, a man-based doctrine taught us that grace can be insufficient. But the scripture doesn't say that, does it? The scripture says that grace is more than sufficient for our need, right? So how do we get past worrying about self, worrying about these whispers, worrying about if we're even saved, if we're this, if we're that, being these self-help people who are focused on ourselves, how do we get past that? You step out and you begin to serve others. You get up tomorrow and you find somebody to care for. You get up and you find a need and you go meet it. That's why so many times 
So many times here, we create weekends where you can go serve. Why? There are opportunities for you to see that not only is your faith strong, but you are strong in Christ and that you can be used just the way you are right now. I'll say it again. If you're waiting on perfection, you'll be waiting forever and you'll be completely useless to the kingdom. But if you'll step out, if you'll trust, you say, what am I trusting? You're trusting that Jesus was enough. That he was enough. Either he spilt his blood on the cross for you and it was enough or it wasn't. I wish more people would stand in the faith of their salvation. And Peter, it says, make certain your election and your calling. Make it just solid in your heart. If you're always going back and forth on whether or not you have faith or not, you're not going to be valuable to other people. Settle in your heart those whispers today and know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that Jesus loves you. He went to the cross to die for your sins. Settle that and then go be effective to love other people. And if you'll do that, your 2023 will be so full of joy that you won't be able to contain it. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Stand up on your feet, I wanna pray for you. Whispers of the wicked one are nasty business. Some of you don't have to do much except look back to 2022. You see the effects of those whispers. You have to understand that the enemy does not want you to focus on other people. He wants you to stay so focused on yourself that you never effectively change others for the kingdom. I just don't want that. I'd rather not pastor a church. So here's what I'm saying. If you just want to come and you just want to get a little scripture here and there, you probably need to find another church. Wow, thanks for the invitation. I'm just being real with you. Because what God has called us to at Hope City is distributing hope by the truckload. We're going to need all hands on deck. We need you to be involved. But I want you to step through your fear. I want you to step through that thing that holds you back. Those whispers. Well, the devil's a punk. He will say anything to you to get you to stop moving forward in Jesus. Here's the tricky part. What got you to stop last year, he's going to try it again this year. The same things. People are, it it blows my mind how people do not see the schemes of the wicked one when he's used the same tricks against you for decades, some of you for generations. The same tools, the same tricks, the same lies, the same addiction, same hook, same barb. You don't get it. 
You got to step through the fear and into the faith. The faith that the blood of Jesus was more than enough to break every one of those curses. The faith that your salvation is secure. The faith that your understanding of Christ, yes, it may not be what it will be tomorrow, but it's enough today to love somebody. You start functioning based on those things and then you grow from there. I've grown more loving people than I ever did loving myself. That's just the way God created us. So today I'm gonna pray a simple prayer. I'm gonna pray for every person that's ready that God will electrify you through the power of the Holy Spirit to step into faith. And that he will use you beyond your wildest imagination for the kingdom's influence. And for people who aren't interested in that, well, I don't think I'm gonna pray for you at all today. You'll be busy enough praying for yourself. You know what, I will pray. I'll pray that God will open your eyes that it's not about you. Thank God it wasn't about Jesus. He thought about you on the cross. Now that we're saved, it's not about us. Can I tell you, we'll have all of eternity to think about us. Right now, let's be about the Father's business. Let's love people. Let's get them to Jesus. Amen? Let me pray. Father, I love you. And I have a simple prayer. Would would you just set us on fire for the Holy Spirit? Just to set us ablaze with the love of Jesus. Just do it in such a way that where people will come to Hope City just to watch us burn. Just to see what true passion for the kingdom looks like. Father, my prayer is that although I ask it to start here, Lord, I say every church be set on fire by the Holy Ghost. The scripture says no man can come to the Father unless through the Spirit. So let's start at the Spirit. Holy Spirit, change us. Break our thinking. Break these paradigms that tell us it's about us. It's not about us. It's about a very real God who loved us so much that he gave us eternal life. Not that we can just sit and wait on it, but that we can go and be effective and share that love with others. So Father, do that. Electrify us with that truth today, that we are the answer to the world's problem. That you are the answer. Settle our faith in our heart. Settle our salvation. Make it secure so that we don't keep going back over and over and over and over and over and worrying about ourselves again and again. Change our focus. Change our focus to where we can love other people better tomorrow than we did today. Just use us. Any way you need to use us, just use us. We're your people. Set apart for your purpose. Just get this whole self-help mess out of our church. It's not about self-help. This is a place where the hurting and dying come. 
we give them hope through you. So help us to find more. Help us to love better. Help us to have ears that listen to those who are dying. Help us to have hearts of compassion that will love the lost. Help us. Help us get off this crazy train of self-help, self-focus. Help us to crucify our flesh every day. Lastly, I pray you would bless us and keep us. That you be gracious to us and show us your favor. You make your face shine upon us and give us peace. Both now and forevermore, cover us with the blood of Jesus. From the top of our head to the soles of our feet, I thank you. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Not even self-indulgence. Not even selfishness and pride. Help us to hear the whispers of heaven Shut the mouth of the devil on our behalf. Rebuke the devourer on our behalf. Just do it for us that we can be about your business. Bring us back next week with more wisdom and more of your word locked away in our heart. We'll give you praise for it. In Jesus' name and everybody said, amen and amen. We love you, we bless you, and we'll see you next week. For more information about Hope City Community Church, visit www.hopecitycc.com. Until next time.